2019. But tonight I want to talk to you about, about a journey that I have uh, walked through in the last seven years. Um, and um, and kind of the life of Peter goes with that a little bit. And then uh, Jesus said to Peter, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell. Right. Say it with me, the gates of hell. The gates of hell. Okay, you're going to have to work with me. This crowd right here is still need coffee. And the what? Very good. Shall not prevail against it. So they will not be able to advance. But the only way Jesus was speaking to Peter be, before he became a rock Jesus saw him as a rock, his name is a rock, but he was a fisherman, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm accustomed of, of uh, that type of language in my construction sites and all that. My wife is still praying for me on that. Um, but Peter was just a fisherman. He had his own business and he was working. And um, one day he had this encounter with Jesus and he followed him. And then when he followed him, he learned some things. But in reality, he, didn't, he was in change until he enlarged his capacity to understand. So tonight I want to talk to you about enlarge your capacity. And I put it with a K. No, because I always misspell. But... I want you to understand something that your capacity will be very different than my capacity. Your, thank you, Pastor Magela. Um, your capacity is very different. Every single one of us in different seasons of our lives. The word capacity means the maximum amount of something can be contained. It could be a volume, a size, dimensions, measurements. Um, the room, the space, the, the space. So you got to enlarge your capacity. Now I'm talking to leaders of the church because it's Wednesday night. So we're all soaking in, right? This is what we do. We soak and serve. So how many of you guys serve? Raise up your hand. Let me see it. Let me see it. All right. All right. That's awesome. We all carry some Wait around here. This is our spiritual family and this is the way we view it. So we got to constantly change our, our capacity. Now, the amount that you can produce with your capacity not only talks about your giftings, the way you think about things, the way you speak about things, but also the spiritual weight that you carry. And I want to talk to you tonight specifically about spiritual weight, that capacity that needs to be enlarged. Now, you know, some of us enlarge differently. My wife's still praying for this. So, yes, Lord. Amen. Let's go celebrate tonight. All right, more. That's what I said. Give me two pizzas. Okay. What is capacity? The capacity is the ability to use and understand information to make decisions and communicate any decisions that they were made. The way that you perceive spiritual information in your life will alter the way that you live your life. The way that you begin to intake encounters, the way that you begin to take God and His presence, worship, the way that you serve will begin to change your life. Once you encounter Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be the same. 
there is an A point and then you're going to end up in a Z point. Some of us, we walk like this and I have and it's okay. But for a while, then you need to start straightening up a little bit. And I'm not being religious about it. We all deal with stuff and we're going to go into it. Babe, what do you have this guy in here? In the, some, I got to pray for you there. I'm using her Bible. I'm like, you take me off of the, the notes. Capacity, enlarged capacity. Not talking about that capacity. In Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 28, um, the Bible says, And God blessed them. Say with me, I am blessed. I am blessed. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and blah, 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 and keeps going. So from the beginning, the idea from God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was to give you power, was to give you dominion, and was to and start enlarging the way that you produce in the kingdom. Now, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Jesus said, but if the kingdom of heaven is at hand, where is it manifested today with his people? Okay. Are you with me tonight? I'm talking to the ones up there as well. All right, two or three, the rest of them, they need tequila. Okay. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. It says, um, and he called the 12, so Jesus is talking, and he called the 12, so Peter is hanging out with them together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Years ago, my first time that I encountered Jesus, I was 18 years old, about what, what, eight years ago, 18 years of age. I just ran away from home. I came to this country and some people, some crazy Christian people that they spoke this weird language, invite me to a retreat. So finally, after eight months, I went. And in that, I felt something inside that it wasn't just a feeling, but it was like a heat and it was, I was trembling and I was shaking and I was, uh, it, it was very, it was something that I cannot explain. I know that it's not natural, right? It's not that when you see a girl that you like the first time and you're a kid and you get the butterflies and all that stuff. No, 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 it's not that. It's something that goes beyond. It's something that is internal. It's something that begins to wake up the spirit because he said, I have placed eternity in your heart. So he's just coming and waking it up when you surrender to Christ. Now, I was sick with chronic hepatitis. I was only 18 and I picked it up in, in Brazil fighting. So when all the years, six months into it, all of a sudden somebody in a meeting of about 3,000 Hispanic youth, it was a Spanglish meeting, this all, yeah, that, that, that's a real thing. Um, <laughs> okay, come on, North County, come on, come on with me, North County, come on. All right. Español, sí, Samuel, Samuelito. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I love the dude. The dude make me laugh all the time. Um, so, she calls me out and say, you, come over here now. We all look the same. And I was like, you, who do you call him, Rye? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you. And called me up and said, uh, the problem with your liver is gone. 
the hatred you have for your mom is beginning to dissipate. The people that have abused you will pay for what they have done. And then she begins to read my mail. Now, understand this. I didn't understand English. I was learning English. But I could hear her in my native language. And then I kept asking the question like, okay, what happened? Because after that, I, I must to stay outside the church, you know, and they close the door and it's like, okay, go outside, you know? And you're like broken, crying, boogers all over the place, you know? You seem like kind of like Gorilla Moco or whatever that thing is. Okay, so, and, and you're outside and I was just broken. And I didn't understand what, because when you get into an encounter with God, things begin to change. And sometimes we need to pursue the encounter with God, not just the emotion with God. An encounter with God will transform your life. An encounter with God will change your inside out. An encounter with God will begin to put you in a different arena of your life so you can begin to move in miracles, signs, and what? Oh, am I talking to somebody on this side? Mm. You know, I couldn't see my, I couldn't see that this, every Friday I will go and have, every Friday I will go and um, have testings done to see how my liver was going and I was getting injected and all sorts of stuff. But after that Friday night, the doctors call me on Monday and say, hey, come and do the, the, um, the testing again, right? The blood, blood testing, blood work. Thank you. I'm trying to think in English. <sighs> I'm already exhausted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I need some of this. Okay. Some of the Holy Spirit. Come on, guys. All right. So the doctor said they made a mistake. And I said, no, there was this, this white lady that just, pray and she knew God and I wanted to know him too there is no mistake I'm healed what you are nuts you are nuts and I said okay whatever I don't care I don't have to pay you anymore I can start training again yeah so maybe some of you guys are dealing with illnesses today or you have, the doctors have told you, hey, you're, you're really hurting. You're not gonna get better. You're gonna have to go through this or through that or through the COVID season, you have acquired new friends that you don't like and you, your body's struggling or some of your friends are struggling. I'm here to tell you that Jesus still heal. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He won't change. He will move forward. He's looking for you to exchange. He's looking for you to move forward. He's looking for you to get bigger so you can lay the hands on somebody who will speak the word and come and bring them alive. Jesus is the healer. So you begin to see, once you have an encounter, the encounter you begin to see. So you encounter to see. You, sometimes you see in the natural, but you need to be seen in the supernatural. If we live too fast of a life, which I'm guilty of, if we live too fast of a life, we lose the moments with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter one, verse 15. In those days, and there is Peter again, right? So Peter, Peter ended up den denying Jesus and everybody knows that and he felt guilty and all that. But when Jesus came back, when Jesus came back, he went and made, and, and make sure that Peter was okay. 
And then, because on this, on this rock, he hasn't forgotten the promises. Have you? Have you forgotten the prophecies over your life? Are you new here at Awaken that you have forgotten how much God came into your life? And all of a sudden, a little circumstances or issues or... I mean, I got to tell you, right now everything is crazy, and we all know that. We know that we have an upside-down government. We know that we have a lot of things around us. We know that, you know, people are getting mandated to, to get the jab. Um, but I'm telling you today, don't let that distract you from the promises of God in your life. Don't let that distract you or take you away from what God is trying to do in your life because His will will continue to move it forward until the day of fulfillment. He who started the good work, He who started the good work, who is He? He is my Savior. He's your Savior. He's the Holy Spirit. He's here today. He who started the good work is faithful to complete it. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. This is the dude that was completely a rebel. When Jesus announced, hey, among us, there's somebody who's going to betray me. It's not me, right? Or in the fight, you know, with, with, the, with the soldiers, he took the, the sword and cut his ear, and Jesus said, come on, dude, really? We don't fight like that. You still don't see you still haven't encountered me yet. You're fighting with your abilities, but you're not fighting with my power. Hmm. Wow, this is so good, I'm gonna listen to myself. All right, in those days, Peter stood up among the believers, and then he began to address them. The unbeliever Peter, the one that faulted Jesus, the one that said, no, it is not me, it was somebody else, now he's addressing the crowd. Perhaps you need to start enlarging where you're at. Maybe you need to start serving and committing to where you're at because in the surrendering of your life, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your checking account looks like, no matter what the issue with your husband or with your wife, with your kids, or even in your personal life, shouldn't stop you for enlarging your spiritual life. This morning, I was sharing with... Uh, with uh, Kay, and uh, I was telling her in my devotional, I saw in Jeremiah, in verse 51, 53, in verse 53, where it says, Babylon has left up a great kingdom, Pero I, but I am the Lord. I almost said in Spanish, but I am the Lord. <laughs> Cuidado, porque me salgo en español, papito. <laughs> but I am the Lord will destroy the kingdom. Nobody will. So those are the things that as you're beginning to build your spiritual life, you're beginning to ground yourself. Now you know that the scripture will become alive in you. You will recover the faith that the, 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 the society is taking away. And then now you're going to begin to give. It is sad sometimes. It is sad sometimes when I see people praying out of their mind and not their spirit. My question is why? Why? You can pray out of the heavens. But I don't know. Well, when are we going to learn? 
The responsibility is in all of us at different level. And this is not condemnation. This is, I'm not slashing you. This is something that we need in order to grow. It is not fair to leave the weight to the front row for them to carry it all, but we can begin to support as we all grow. Do you imagine? Do you imagine? I was in TJ the other day with the missions team and, and this guy, and I share this with the guys and Dr. Matt, um, and this guy that, um, there were so many testimonies, but there was, there was one, one, one young man that shared with me that in the midst of him being sitting down in the wheelchair, oh, you guys seen it in the video, right? Um, he's in a wheelchair and he said, no matter how bad my circumstances is, I know that Jesus is with me. Now it's like, oh, oh God, forgive me, right? Because we forget, we forget encounter to see. We got encounter, we got encounter every day. Then Peter, Acts chapter two, verse 14. Uh, Peter stood up and, uh, with the 11 and raised his voice and addressed the crowd. And then he tells them. And then there's, uh, God wants to reveal himself to us constantly, the desire of more of Him to guarantee us a supernatural. You wanna see the supernatural? Dedicate to, to, your, to Him. Set time aside for Him. Begin to look for Him. Seek Him and you will find Him. Come closer to Him. He'll come closer to you. I'm telling you, God is right there. And it produce a hunger inside of you to seek after Him. Because when you begin to be hungry for the things of God, to serve one person more, to, to give a dinner to somebody, to bless somebody else, to give an offering to somebody, to cook for somebody else, to serve to somebody that comes here on Sunday. When you begin to produce a hunger inside of you for the things of God, you begin to span. <laughs> Who is he? God himself, the third person, wants to breathe inside of you. He's the one that put the world in motion. He is the Holy Spirit. Don't quench him, the Bible says. And I was looking at that word, you know, and uh, quenching means that you put out fire, right? It's extinguisher. Is that how you say it in English? Oh, thank you. Um, you put out fire. So that means that the Holy Spirit is already inside of you and he is willing to show you how to grow. So don't make him small. Grow him big. Grow him big. I'm going to keep on going. Walking to growth is a process. Trust me, you will have an experience with them tonight. If you want it, it's yours for the taking. Actually, some of you guys are beginning to feel him right now, to sense him right now because he's air, but he's a person. He walks with you. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And it says, and they were constantly and faithfully devoted themselves to the instruction of the apostles, to the fellowship and eating meals. I love that part, eating meals. Let's go. <laughs> eating meals together to prayers. I make sure that when we're eating meals, I bring somebody new. And sometimes when, when we're not, when I don't do that, I was talking to one of my friends, um, and I said, dude, we're, we're, 
we're really, we, we lost the thought here. We lost the community. We're now bringing new people to the group. Because when you, there is something about having fun. Yeah? There is, there is something about having fun. I'm glad that my liver is not here. <laughs> I planned that well. There is something about eating. There is something about breaking bread. There is something about that. You know, he, before he went, he broke bread with them. Before he went to surrender his body, his bread, his blood, right? He broke bread with you and with them. He said that they were con contin con continually, can't even read, continually and faithfully devoting themselves into the instructions of the apostle. What do you hear every, every week? What do you hear when you hear their po podcast? What do you hear when you hear Pastor Jorgen preaches? What do you hear when Do Pastor Michaela, I almost call you doctor. There you go. <laughs> what did you hear? The message last week was so profound. It was so profound. Has nothing to do when you hear somebody speak in if they're funny or not, but it's the message. If you begin to hear not only with your mind, but if you begin to hear with your heart, something is going to stir up. It's the instruction. It's the instruction that God is giving you for today. And there is one thing between those two worlds that always comes against it. And it's one of the foundations. You know, Satan, even though that is defeated, he's completely destroyed. He's completely uh, done. But he still have three things going in our lives. And it's temptation, persecution, and accusations. So are you tempted? Run. Don't toy around with temptations. What? It, it, it kind of messes up your heart. And then, then, you know, we all help you. And I mean, people has helped me here. When I came here, I was like a little, those little dogs and teasers, you know, like, you know, you looked at them like, oh my gosh, just put a bullet on that thing, you know? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I'm not being cruel. But it's just, I was in such a bad shape. So broken. I love animals. <laughs> Disclosure. I have a mastiff. Temptation. It could be emotional temptations. Or it could be carnal temptations of your flesh. Persecution. We all experience it. The more you take a stand, the more you're going to be persecuted. But I'm going to tell you, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, they were persecuted. And the more they persecuted, the more miracles, signs, and wonders happened. The more they grew. The more they began to do things. And things began to change like never before. Because in the middle of the pain of a persecution, you will find God. And God is closer to you in the greatest of the knees. Hmm. And Matthew says, but if, but if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out the demons, then the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God has come upon you before you expect it. Now, there is an area that it comes close to home. And with this, I land the plane. And it's something that to me has been costly to practice, but I have to do it anyways. Because if I'm not going to expand, then I'm going to be stuck. I hate being stuck. I like to get unstuck. 
In my business, I love to get unstuck. In my weight, I don't know. We just started a competition to lose weight, right? Between three ones, and I'm not going to mention their names, okay? Okay? Okay. Now, since we started, we got unstuck. I think I gained 10 pounds. I don't know how that losing weight is. But it's in the area of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a foundation for the move of the Spirit. He died and He forgave our sins. A couple years ago, right before COVID hit, one of my daughters came to me and came, Mike Connell was preaching at Bresse. It was the last time Mike Connell preached here. And uh, I didn't go to church that, that weekend. I, I was busy doing something else. Um, and she came home and she lost it like bad and I said sweetie what's, what's going on and she began to tell us how her grandpa had raped her and abused her all her life and I I've been abused myself as a kid at a gunpoint and it's something that I use it now as a testimony. But when your kid tells you that, you feel that your whole, your whole entire world collapses. I was just becoming healthy again. And the enemy comes and said, hey, here it is. So needless to say that everybody got involved, police got involved and uh, people got involved. We got to go on counseling right away. And, and thank God she's doing phenomenal, phenomenal. Restore, walking through it, just seeing the love of God in her life, just being built as a great young girl. And she probably went through a, st a struggle on her own. But as a dad, I was sharpening my knife every night because I kept thinking, should I kill him or not? This is real, I'm not, I'm not joking with you. When I was a kid, my cup of tea was violence. So the enemy comes and visit me what, what, I, what I used to do. And honestly, I know the staff got involved, my pastor got involved and he had hard conversations. I had to go to counseling and uh, it, it, it was just hard. It, if it was hard for me, I can't even imagine for my little girl. And um, finally, after three and a half months, I can even tell you three months and 19 days, one day I let him go. And it was a process because when you forgive, because I want the Spirit of God to manifest in my life, but I can't have the Spirit of God no manifesting if I'm not enlarging. That means that in this area of forgiveness, I needed to enlarge. I needed to become better. I needed not, not to become bitter, but become better. I needed to begin to grow to a different level. And you know what? Perhaps you are needed to forgive today. Perhaps somebody has really hurt you, damaged you done you wrong when you were young and you're still holding the little residue let it go let it go today 
It is a decision. It is a decision. And after I made the decision, it was a process of many decisions of letting, letting him go. It was a process. I found the guy in nine days. He flee the country. And I looked for many, in many countries and I found her in nine days. The U.S. Marshal told me, how did you do it? Secret service, I won't tell you. But don't mess with my little girl. But it was, it was hard. But I wanted the spirit. When Peter let go of the offense against Jesus and forgive himself for no believe him, he was building the church. And see, when you let go today, when you let go today, at the moment that you let go, you're going to start seeing the move of God in your life. At the moment you let go, you're going to start seeing miracles in your life. At the moment that you let go and you said, I forgive you, I want to restore that relationship. I'll let it go. I'll write a letter or whatever. Whatever you want to do, whatever technique, you're going to begin to, to build a church. And I'm going to tell you one thing. And the gates of hell. And the gates of hell. And the gates of hell. You know, hell is so afraid of your life that he puts gates around him. Because the moment that you begin to forgive, you become a lethal weapon. You begin to change everything. So, as you begin to, as you bow your head today, perhaps you haven't experienced the Holy Spirit. You haven't experienced his power. You haven't experienced who he is, the person, the one that breathes on you, the one that changed you, the one that transformed you. You haven't. And you want it. Well, that call is for you. And the second is for those that they need to forgive. You know who you are. This is only to speed up your process so you can be free and you can be transformed. So today, while every eye is closed, if you're sensing that God is in your life and you need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, wherever you're at, I want you to stand. If you need to forgive, I, I want you to stand right now. In the name of Jesus right now, Nobody's looking around, nobody's leaving, everybody's staying, everybody's honoring. This is your season. Awaken San Marcos, this is our season. This is a season of a supernatural. It's gonna be normal to us. In the name of Jesus right now, I speak into every infirmity right now and I command to break it. I break it. Any person that has a disease right now in the name of Jesus, we speak it and we declare healed in the name of Jesus. Right now, if you're experiencing something in your body, 
command it to leave and command healing over it. For you, then you need to forgive. Right now where you're at, say it with me. Today I release. And release of the person that offended you. Today I release Peter for the damage he caused me. I release him now. Holy Spirit, come. Touch your people. If you're standing, come forward as the ministry team will begin to pray for you. We'll begin to minister right now. If you are like me many years ago that you never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come, come, don't, don't wait. Today is the day where you say, Jesus, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I give my life to you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.